Okay, here we go. The Panda Magazine. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Magazine. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last go. <laughs> Why do I gotta get this stupid COVID vaccine anyway? Peter, it's COVID. You should know how to say it. It's been well over a year. Before I administer the vaccine, do you have any questions? Yeah, uh, how does your vaccine work? Well, think of the vaccine as a large ethnic bouncer and COVID as the drunk, entitled white kid yelling, Do you know who my father is? You know what, Doc? I changed my mind. Okay, just give me fair warning because I'm very afraid of needles. And also some guy on the radio said... You're done. See how it is? That was easy. Is that a freaking Bart Simpson band-aid? <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show! That is the weirdest intro we've ever had on this on this podcast. And here we are at episode 156. Now, what's three times 52? 156. This is our third... We've reached a three-year mark on this podcast. I think we all deserve some kind of accomplishment trophy, participation trophy. Yeah. <laughs> You know, seriously, I'm going to get trophies for you guys. Oh, trophies! We should have awards printed up as well. We'll hand those in, yeah. hand those and maybe we get some trophy wives too. Then we, get, then we can say we are award winning. <laughs> Episode 156 recorded on Pearl Harbor Day. Yeah, 80th anniversary of Pearl Harbor. Now, were you stationed there? I was. I used to. In fact, that's how I met Elvis Presley. That's, that's right. Uh, that that's was right. The, Taking him from the uh, from the uh, the docks over to the yeah. uh, the Arizona Memorial. Yeah, you should be glad you weren't stationed at Pearl Necklace. <laughs> I think she's still gross. over there somewhere. Yeah, That's on the Big gross. Island. We have uh, Bill Smith. Bill Smith, of course, of uh, well, he's going to tell us where he lives. I think. Yeah, Bill Smith. Oh, uh, my name is Bill Smith. And <laughs> I got to do here's where I live. You asshole! I got to wave this big flag and say, "Oh, it's Bill Smithy! Look, look." Bill Smith, uh, Pelham Island Studios. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of islands, I got I got more about that coming up. And Ben Kitchen is here. He's not from uh, Pelham Island. Mm-hmm. Yes. He wishes he lived in Sudbury. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you got you live in Sudbury, then people do your lawn for you. Oh yeah. They're out there right now. Uh, we're brought to you by Leonard Hair Transplant Associates. Five offices. Get hair. One. I mean, one eight hundred. Get hair. Just. It's not an order. Get hair if you need hair. If you're bald, you need hair. Get hair. One eight hundred. Get hair. You call there. Yeah, it's an hair. order. Get it. Uh, no, it's a request. Like we a, don't want to look at. It's a your suggestion. Bald head. Just go get it. It's a suggestion. You could make it a mandate. You know, you don't insist. You suggest <laughs> COVID in this mandate. world, <laughs> right? It's COVID. Uh, as an aside, I listened a little bit to my uh, the station I worked at for 15 glorious months, the Pike 100 FM. Was that it's the on. station where you were number one in the yes, afternoon? Yes, it was number one, but they, they fired me anyway in favor of Mistress Carey. Oh. By the way, Mistress Carey, I heard her do a commercial for Lux Auto something, and she says, they'll help you, they'll help you keep your car running smooth. I'm thinking, she didn't sound like Jerry Lewis. Lee. Lee, smoothly. How come every time I do any impersonation, you say I sound like Jerry Lewis? Come on, seriously? Well, now that one did. Uh, anyway, so she, she, I, I feel like calling her, but I don't. I'm not going to call her. For, there's only two or three people I regret ever having on this podcast, and she's one of them. We had her on twice, and you know I liked her. I mean, we were friends and all that stuff. I didn't know she was going to replace me. And then, then there's Mike Shue, who. Bagged us that time because he heard his knee playing frisbee or something. Remember? That's oh, yeah. And then there's Will Noonan who totally stiffed us. Oh, 
So, I mean, these people, we don't need them on this podcast. You know, poor Will. I, I, I expected Will to at least come back. Right? I mean, you took his picture down off the wall, I noticed. I did. Yeah. Hey, until he apologizes. Oh, jeez. Come on, Will. You he can't did do apologize, that. didn't he? No, he didn't. He didn't apologize? No, he, didn't he say, I'm so didn't. sorry that this came up? That's not an apology. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like Will Noonan. Yeah. He never took my job like, like Mistress Carrie did. Oh. And Mike Shue, you know, did the whole... That was a an overthrow of the. Uh, it was a coup d'état for me, oh. and and he and then that that guy that runs the place, that big fat guy. What's his name? Bob. Jesus. But do you think hey, they man. they knew? I'll tell you. And I listened to him. You know what the problem is with that station? They played the same three hundred songs. That's it. And you hear them all you know, five so times in one day. That's the problem with every music radio it's station awful. in the entire country. It's uh, I, I, Except for I didn't notice it when I was there. Stations. <laughs> I, I didn't even notice it when I was working there because I didn't listen. Um. But now they're calling themselves at top of the hours. It's WF, FNX, what's her name? I don't even know what the callers are at that station. I worked there such a short time, I don't even remember. It's not FNX. WF, the Pike. Then it says, the epicenter of rock in New England. In Worcester? Uh, Did they ever hear a ZLX? Uh, You know what I'm saying? uh, The epicenter of rock? What are you, shitting me? Who wrote that? Bob Goodell? Anyway, all right. So, oh yeah. So we're doing a podcast here, Man, and we you started this one off salty. So yeah. here's the thing: I'm sure lift driving. Yeah. Are you God. ready for the? This is crack. This is crack punch. This is gonna, the thrill is gone. This is gonna get worse. The, well, no. Is but your mood gonna get worse. My mood's great. What is I, this? Are you kidding? You have news there. What is that? I, you know, I am in no, a good mood. From, I had a piece. Tales from the road. I had a piece of my grandma's coffee cake. I'm in oh, a greatest mood. So good. <laughs> it makes a great gift idea. What you do is you call one eight hundred eight grandma. Or you go to their website, which is mygrandma.com, and you find out. Because you send somebody, you forget a gift, send it out. And they're going to say, this is great. They're going to love it, and you you know they're going to love it. Who so, doesn't love a My Grandma's Coffee Cake? So I'm driving around in my Lyft vehicle. I'm trying to find this place, this guy. I'm trying to pick up this guy in Shrewsbury, near the Worcester Shrewsbury line. Yeah. <laughs> and I look on the little map on my my app. It's an app map. I had my map on my lap, and there's an app map on my lap. Yeah. That's not, And that's no crap. Yeah. So I, I see this. It's called Busta Rhymes Island in Shrewsbury. It's an actual place on a map. Wow. Busta Rhymes. He has his own island, island. in Shrewsbury? No, it's not his own island. It, no one owns it. It's, 40, it's a 40-foot 40 by 40-foot 40 island uh, in Shrewsbury, Worcester County. It's, it was an otherwise unnamed island until somebody came along and decided this guy, uh, Kevin O'Brien, who's a resident nearby, who's been picking up garbage on the island yeah. and, you know, walking around the 40-foot. He, he said he wanted it to be called Busta Rhymes Island because it had, quote, rope swinging, blueberries, and stuff Busta would enjoy. <laughs> what? What? What the fuck? Who wouldn't enjoy that? Is... I would love that. But they named the island that, and it's like it's forty by forty. It's it's half as big. That as is half- hilarious well, that he did that. Though. It needed a name. There's Come no on. way he took it real. He took it seriously. Well, he, like, yes. I can name this whatever I want. Let's fuck with people. He this had attempted hilarious. to uh, register the name with the United States Board of Geographic Names. However, <laughs> yeah. the name was refused, as the rules require the person commemorated to have been dead for at least five years. Yeah. Oh no! Brian has since attempted to have the name adopted officially through a rule related 
to local usage of a name and has, has named the island on Google Maps. So that's why I saw it on there, because it's on Google Maps now. Okay. A petition cre- created for the U.S. Board on Geographic Names to formally recognize Busta Rhymes Island. Well, there you go. In Shrewsbury. I'm gonna, you know what I'm going to do? This guy it? has way too much fucking time. On <laughs> Did you have to pick someone up there? Is that that's going to be the name of my next album. I'm going to sit on that and have someone take my picture. And uh, uh, No Man is an Island. I'll be out there by myself, swinging on ropes and eating blueberries. Live from, <laughs> it'll be Mikey Adams, live from... From Busta Rhymes Island. Busta Rhymes. You know that? Have you noticed that there? Uh, there's no that there are no Jewish rappers. Have you ever noticed that? There is. There's one. Yeah. Busta Hyman. But you you, you, you heard of him? <laughs> Anyways, that's the story of Busta Rhymes Island. And you guys want to go there with me? No, no, thanks. You sure? Well, hold on. You have to pick someone up there. <laughs> Let me see. The, oh, the request the, to lift? In popular culture, I'm looking at Wikipedia here. The, in, the island and the campaign to officially name it Busta Rhymes Island was the central topic of an episode of 99% Invisible, which explored the naming of places. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, well, now we now you know the rest of the story. Yeah. Do you have a name for your house? Mine? Yeah, for your property. Busta Cherry? But I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I call it the estate. Oh, you know. that's nice, yeah. I mean, it's only, it's not that big. It's 46 acres. I saw that. Weak. 4,900 square feet. Pool. Three-car garage. The pool is 4,900 It's like a house that Bill Gates rejected. It's got the pool at both levels of the pool. There's the (laughs) upper level and the lower level, you know? And, of course, the servants' quarters. But, uh, you know, it's it's not bad. You put the servants' quarters in the pool. (laughs) It's a nice view. Somebody's got to get that stuff out of the drain. All right, now. Uh, I have oh, you guys. Well, so what's new with you guys anyway? Anything big? Nothing. No. No. Okay. Well, then I'll do mine. <laughs> I got my card. My credit card was fraudulently uh, violated. Oh. My wife called me yesterday. She said, she goes, did you buy six, 600? No. Did you buy $890 worth of stuff at Best Buy? I said, no. Ooh. Oh, well. She Man, goes, I we got a problem. going to get a windfall of DVDs, Bill. <laughs> we got <laughs> We got a problem then. The fraud center called you. An hour later, she calls me. She goes, did you buy $600 worth of stuff at Lowe's? I said, no. I didn't buy anything with that card. It was a Bank of America card. Uh-oh. No, I, no, I didn't buy either. So now we got to go, okay, fraudulent stuff, stop the thing. My, my thing is, if somebody orders a, uh, $890 worth of Best Buy, they have to send it somewhere or else the person's scam is no good. Right? Yeah, you would think. So can't they just track where it goes and say, okay, you are receiving stolen goods? You would think. But sometimes, and this happened within the last four months at my house, uh, my wife's card got compromised, shall we say. And we started getting random weird Amazon packages showing up. (laughs) So hoping that uh, the porch... But under her name. And Did you get so anything we'd, good? we'd open it. And it was very bizarre. Yeah, very bizarre. There was like children's toys, and then there'd be like a wig. Hey, look, chocolates and then and, and rubbers. There was some. <laughs> I don't want to say sex toys, but you know, they became sex toys. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Once you saw them, you just couldn't put them away. Uh, but so sometimes they accidentally send it to your house. So, but you know, the feel of being violated, the feeling of being violated by the, I want to find out who these people were and go f- to their house and kick the living shit out of them. <laughs> I found out who it was in this case. Did you? Mm-hmm. Wow. Who was it? It was a woman in Tampa Bay. 
She was. She was. The she, one. she made a mistake. Let's in, go uh, down there and kick the shit out of her. Like she made a mistake, and we f- figured out what the name was. And then I, you know, I can do a relatively easy search and figure it out. And it turns out it was a woman who had been arrested for uh. similar identity theft related issues in the past. So it's pretty easy to figure that one out. You know, uh, I, I'm like a fucking Perry Mason over here. You know, you know the the guy that played Perry Mason, Raymond Burr. Mm-hmm. Raymond Burr. You know about him, right? yeah. No. I'm not, you, I'm not saying it. Right. <laughs> hey, I saw this. I, I've been lift driving a lot lately and because uh, because I've, I've been bored. So I get in the car, and I, I'm looking to solve the boredom, you know, driving around. In my lift. On the road again. My Mercury Grand Marquis. I can't wait to get on the road again. My 2006 Mercury Grand Marquis. In mint condition. Which now has 90,000 miles on it. Wow, but still looks young and beautiful. I saw this sign on the, uh, what was it, down in Franklin, Massachusetts, maybe. It said, no, it wasn't Franklin. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The sign on the lawn said, let God be your steering wheel, not your spare tire. So you just let go of the wheel? Yeah. I said, take it. (laughs) Yeah. If you mess this up, I'm going to be so pissed at you. (laughs) So... I'm thinking that it, this is, of course, you know, a, a phrase that you're supposed to think. It's supposed to be a deep thought, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Deep thoughts with Jack Handy. Oh, I loved those. <laughs> My favorite, though. My favorite Jack Handy was this one. You know this one. I'd rather die peacefully in my sleep, like my grandfather, than screaming in fear <laughs> and agony like his passengers. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, it's like it's so well written. <laughs> my father always said laughter is the best medicine. Maybe that's why my brothers died of tuberculosis. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, anyway, let God be your steering wheel, not your spare tire. Deep thoughts from uh, somebody. Um, so I, here's a, I had a deep thought. When well, I, I picked up a guy. Now, hold on. Did that sign inspire the thought? No. No. Okay. I, I, I picked up a guy. Yes, This was yesterday. Yeah. December 6th. Yep. In your hometown, Framingham. Framingham? South Framingham. Oh, in yeah. some kind of development where it looked like uh, a little tough neighborhood. Yeah, I the probably guy, know the one. The guy gets into the car. He's from Brooklyn. Talking Bishop Gardens? He's, yeah? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. He's from Brooklyn, and he gets in a car. He's got a uh, one of those red Yankee hats on, and he's from Brooklyn. He gets in. I said, oh, Yankee fan. Yeah, yeah. He tells me he's from Brooklyn. We're driving. You must hear a lot of interesting stories from all these passengers oh, you pick up. Take him over to the mall. <laughs> he's got to get a charging cart, cord for his phone. I take him over to the mall. On the way over, he tells me, he says, yeah. He says, I, I said, what are you doing up here? From Brooklyn. He says, well, I'm, you know, I uh, was in prison. Uh, and I got out on bail. I said, oh, what were you in, what were you in for? He said, uh, attempted murder. Immediately, I thought, God, where is my pepper spray? So, no, I didn't think that. I thought, oh, okay. So, because I've dealt with murderers before in my life, in my career. Try and kill an Uber driver? No, he'd tell me that. I'm thinking, that's interesting. And then I thought, well, if he's from Brooklyn and he got out on bail for a murder charge, don't, don't they, isn't, there a, isn't there a law that says you can't leave the state? Do not leave the state? You know, don't they tell you that? Maybe. Anyway, so I said, what happened? He says, well, the guy called me a racist name, and I 
shot him in the chest. He says, but I'm a good person. He says, I didn't kill him. There you go. I good just, person or bad shot? He said, I walked away. <laughs> well, <laughs> It's a fine would line. He, would, you he know? Own, would he own up to either of those? Really? <laughs> so he... Um, I thought, well, you know, I said, good luck, you know, with your case and everything. And I'm, but I'm thinking as I'm driving away, going, okay. You remember the time I told you a story about the bank robber I picked up, the former bank robber who had yes. done six years and then he got out. Well, this was even worse than that because, I, you know, I, someone could steal my money or even rob my bank. I wouldn't care nearly as much as if they shot me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you'd live so he's, if it was this guy. No, I wish him the best, seriously. I, I, you know, and I, and In his I, case. The guy who uh, he shot, I guess, lived. So, well, that's good for him. Yeah. So there's a happy ending there. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully it works out. Nothing like a happy ending. Speaking of which, I picked up the no. Um, so that was a, that was an adventure for me, you know. Uh, and the, the the problem was my battery was low and I didn't have my my charge cable. So I was thinking, I'm gonna okay, I'm I'm, this, I'm with this guy who was attempted murderer guy, and my battery's gonna be. I can't even call nine one one if I need to. Well, you could have gone in with him to get a charging cable. Yeah. yeah. I could, yeah, get me one when you're in there. Yeah, you kill know? two yeah, birds yeah, with yeah, one stone. I'll give you a free ride home. <laughs> that's right. As long as you ditch the Yankee hat. Oh, man. So you, it, Did it, you for, show him your tattoo? No, I did not show him my tattoo. <laughs> yeah, I, I always, I'm a lift oh, driver. you like the Yankees. Oh, let me, let me pull show over you here. my ass. Let me stick my butt on the window. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what I'm going to say about Framingham. And, I, and don't, don't misunderstand me when I say this. Framingham is a fucking pain in the ass. 96% Brazilians now. Yes. And I like Brazilians, especially the women. They're beautiful. Yep. And the guys are nice guys. I like The guys them. are nice guys, yep. too. Hell, and they... hold on. <laughs> Not all of them. There was one particular one I worked with when I was living in Framingham. Yeah. Not a nice man. Framingham native Ben Kitchen. Blame it on Rio. Here's the thing. There, honestly, I can't begin to tell you how the South Framingham now, I, I can't even drive there anymore. It's because you get stuck at the railroad tracks. Oh, the railroad is And the awful. red lights are like five minutes long each. Yeah. And if you want to go left, they're seven minutes long. Yep. That whole area there, Route 135 or whatever yep. it's called, it is the worst. You got to know the you got to know the workarounds, man. Yep. You got to know them. I, I'm telling you, and, and here's the thing. They won't and, show up on your GPS. And I don't care, you know, illegal aliens or what have you, but I got to tell you, if you went to Brazil, Brazil, if you went to Framingham and you ask, actually counted everybody honestly, asked where they were from or they were citizens, 70% of them would say, no, I'm not a citizen and I'm and I'm from Brazil. Yeah. Um, so I think the like official, now it's a city, I think the official population is like 72,000. In reality, it's probably closer to... 120. Yeah, I was going to say like 90. Yeah. No, 120. <laughs> I, I counted them. Oh, you did? Yeah, I counted everybody there because I'd say well, that's where the action is. Lift driving-wise, you get a lot of people that want to lift ride there because they don't have a license. That's why. And then Because they live in the big city. And I, can I say something, too, about Brazilians? Good business for you, then. Brazilian women, 85.43% are gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> they are. That's pretty high. They just are. Yeah. All right, enough about that. It's a nightmare to drive there, though, and that's your fault, Ben, because you were from there. That's right. Should have straightened that shit out when you lived there. My bad. My bad. (laughs) 
Sorry, couldn't get it done I, in 18 years. I have a quick question for you guys. Why do they, when they show the Nurex commercials, you know, that's birth control for women? Yep. Why do they, when they show that, on any network that I watch it, they show it three, four times in a row, same commercial, repetitively. They don't show it and then come back and show it again. No. Bump, 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 three times, four times in a row. The lady trying to get birth control on the phone. Remember? Yeah, but is it the same commercial they show back to back? Yes. Oh, the identical commercial. Right in a row. It's not like a series kind of thing. No. No. It's unbelievable. I don't know why. They, they think we're stupid or that we just don't need birth control. Well, maybe they want to make sure you don't miss the message. I, and here's the other thing. <laughs> why is abortion such an issue in this country if, if everybody can get birth control for free? And why can't they, why can't they instead of... Why can't there be, instead of so much abortion going on, why can't there be more adoption? I mean, isn't that kind of people that want a baby? These people don't want one, so these people over here are going to kill theirs, and, and this person will be covet one? Doesn't seem right. Get these people together. Yeah, but it's hard. It's hard to find middle ground. I know, but it's like, it doesn't seem fair to either the baby or the, to the families that want babies. No. Anyway, okay. I guess I just spit that out, and I'm being honest here. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. Uh, baby, you know, God creates those babies. We should ask God what He wants to do with them, <laughs> right? We're just gonna leave it up to God in this case. Well, yes, in this case, yes. He's gonna Come have on, the baby man. take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want God. I don't want any, when I'm driving. I don't want anyone driving. God or anybody else. I'll drive, right? I'll keep this baby on the road. <laughs> I got, Are we talking about your car or an actual baby? I'm I confused got quick, now. <laughs> I got quick reflexes. Oh, man. All right. Now, I have some news items for you guys. Oh! And now, the news. Or as they say in stupid towns, and now the news. Time for the news. A woman reportedly... What is this news from Bensonhurst? You want the news or not? If if you shut up, I'll do the news. Otherwise, I'm not going to do it, all right? Sorry. A woman reportedly stunned a Delta Airlines crew when she was caught breastfeeding a hairless cat. (laughs) Mid-flight. Mid-flight. According to Newsweek, the alleged incident took place aboard Flight 1360 headed from Syracuse to Atlanta. It's unclear when the moment occurred. Various social media posts suggest it happened at the beginning of November. Newsweek points to a screen grab of a message sent. Uh, the, the message refers to a passenger in seat 13A who was found breastfeeding a cat. Hmm. She refused to stop at the flight attendant's request. The text request helped from the Red Coat team, which Delta describes as a group of elite airport customer service experts, especially trained to handle and stop customer issues, you know, of which this was one. There's a line in there somewhere. One of the uh, flight attendants claimed she witnessed it. She said, this is just so crazy. This woman had like one of those hairless cats swaddled up so it would look like a baby. Her shirt was up and she was trying to get her cat to latch. Maybe it was it a but, cat or just a really ugly baby? Yeah. It's a cat. She wouldn't put the cat back in the carrier. The cat was screaming for its life. She says, you know those little butter packets that you get from an Italian restaurant when they don't have olive oil with the foil top? Yeah. She took the butter and then motions to her nipple, and yeah, she's so weird. What was she doing at home? What does she do at home if she's doing that in public? Oh, yeah, on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, there's the more. The cat liked butter. What are you going to do? Well, 
But, you know, what the carry fuck the butter is wrong with people? Was it, was it parquet? I have to carry these butter <laughs> packets the on the plane. <laughs> she, she's breastfeeding a cat. Uh, all right, here we go. Amesbury, Massachusetts, a Newburyport. Thank you. Yep. A Newburyport District Court clinician was directed to speak to a friend street in Amesbury man yesterday, Friday afternoon, after the man allegedly bashed his SUV with a small axe. Mm. John Toomey, 39, was charged with disorderly conduct and threatening to commit a crime. At his arraignment, Toomey appeared highly agitated, speaking while the judge was speaking as he was entering pleas. He says, I have trouble hearing. I used to play the drums, Toomey said. Now, didn't you used to play the drums? Yeah, I did. What? Huh? <laughs> but you can hear perfectly, right? What? Witnesses at the property said Toomey was screaming at neighbors, making threats, and telling others, quote, they need to watch their backs. Oh, that's cause, not because he's deaf. It's because he's a drummer. <laughs> he was striking the maroon SUV with a small axe. Yeah. As a drummer, we, a, we've done those Just things. another day in Amesbury. That's right. An Italian man. I love Italians. I really do. They're like some of my favorite people on this earth. Yep. An Italian man who attempted to use a fake arm to get a COVID-19 shot <laughs> to circumvent vaccine mandates is facing charges. 50-year-old man, the healthcare worker administering the jab at the vaccine site in the northern Piedmont region initially did not suspect the trick, but when she touched the arm, she noticed something was amiss <laughs> yeah. and had the man remove his shirt. It was a... It was a fake arm. She said, the color of the arm made me suspicious. It wasn't the same color. That's <laughs> <laughs> the rest of it. Why? Just so he doesn't have to get a shot? You know, I give the guy a Just point. Just get the fucking shot. <laughs> it's easier than going through all he, that horse shit. He was trying to get a super green pass, which is set to take effect, requiring proof of vaccination recovery from people in nightclubs, restaurants, theaters, and gyms. He wanted to go, be able to go where he wanted to go. That's called a super green pass? That he doesn't that's want what, to abide yeah, by this the is rules. in Italy, though, you know. So you, uh, you know oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Italy. Yes. Yeah. So he's just trying to bend the rules around, you know, and get it and so he could go be, be free. Just but get no. the shot. It would have been so much easier. He didn't want it. Maybe he didn't want to risk yeah. getting blood clots or death. I, I told him, when I went for the shot, the lady says, Well, then oh. he's a pussy. <laughs> I, I told him, I'm not going to get the shot. When I went in, CVS, I'm sitting there. I said, I'm not, okay. I mean, she goes, oh, y'all ready? I said, yeah. I said, I, but I want to have the shot in my scrotum. No, no, I, I'm kidding. <laughs> hmm. I said, give it to Ben and his scrotum. Hmm. Uh, here's, the, here's my favorite story of the day. By the way, Eric, I got this from Eric, my, the former producer of my television show, who's one of the greatest uh, producers of all time. Yes. He's, he sent me this, notified me of this story, because he says, this is my kind of story. An army bomb squad rushed to an English hospital after a man was admitted with a World War II-era munition shell stuck in his rectum. Huh. Rectum? Damn near, Damn near killed him. Fister. <laughs> Doug Fister. <laughs> the, the Army Explosive Ordnance Disposal Team rushed to the Gloucestershire Hospital following a report that a patient had a munition in his rectum. Oh, man. Now, you know how big they are, right? Well... No, no, I mean, no, no, the World War II era, <laughs> 2.2 2 inches. Yeah. Anyway, the item had been removed prior to the police arrival. The incident was confirmed by the U.K.'s Ministry of Defense. <laughs> Sources told the son the man said he had, quote, slipped and fell on the 
2.2 inch shell. A one in a million shot, Doc. <laughs> never believe it. As Eric said in his note, he said that could happen to anybody. <laughs> it happens. This shell typically fired from World War II anti-tank artillery guns. <laughs> the round was reportedly from his own personal collection of military memorabilia. But he slipped and fell on it because... Did he explain how the KY got on it? <laughs> the hospital spokesman told the paper, as with any incident involving munitions, the relevant safety protocols were followed to ensure there was no risk to patients, staff, or visitors at any time. He's expected to make a full recovery. And that's the news. Or, if you're from you know where, that's the news over here. Damn. You know, let me tell you about my experience with hair, okay? I have, I found, you know, when I was balding, my head was like in the back. It was probably the size of a small pancake. Yeah, I remember I saw that. Silver dollar pancake. Yeah. We used to laugh at him behind his back. Yeah. I like when that, it was like blind. It was always behind your back. That's like how it. we could see it. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Well, Gail King, you know, used to stand in the, she's like 5, 10, 11. She's taller than me. Yeah. And she'd have high heels on, and we'd be in the elevator, and she'd look down on my head. She'd go, whoa, getting real thin up there <laughs> every day. This is back in the 80s, late 80s, early 90s. I said, oh, jeez. So anyway, I had this silver dollar pancake, maybe a small pancake-sized bald spot in the back of my head. Very monk-esque. I didn't like it. I thought it looked kind of stupid. And you can tell when someone's stupid, because they say stupid like that instead of stupid. So I... I got in touch with Dr. Robert Leonard, who is well-known as the very best in the industry in all of New England. What led you to Dr. Leonard? Uh, God. My seeing eye, dog. <laughs> no, I, I, I just knew he was a... So he did permanent hair restoration by taking the hair from the back of my head, where I have thick, real thick hair, and transplanting it into the top where there was no, no hair going on. And I thought, this is magic. It grows. It grows because it's your own hair. And it's gone now. What's gone? The the bald spot. Oh, I thought now, you meant the hair. No, 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 no. The hair, no, the hair is say. permanent. It'll never fall out. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And if I ever did run out of hair up there, I would just go grab some from Mutt's back. <laughs> Sorry, Mutt. Sorry, Mutt. <laughs> anyway. Permanent hair restoration is exactly what it sounds like. It's permanent. And once it's done, it's done. Your hair grows, and, and you, you can forget about it. Now, I'm not, I forget about it up to the time I tell you about it, giving you the good word on what to do if you are losing your hair. You see it on your pillow. You see it in the drain. Get your hair permanently transplanted from your own hair. And, and it's, it's done, and it's over with, and you will thank me for the information. 1-800-GET-HAIR for a free, no-obligation consultation with Dr. Matthew Lepresti Dr. Robert Leonard. Five offices, Newton, Warwick, Braintree, Boston, Salem, New Hampshire. Tell them Mikey sent you and do it. Wow. Just do it. Okay. Get it done. You'll be glad. Um, okay, I have, I have, oh man, I got so much. Look, I got another whole page here. Oh, I don't, boy. What is that? How long is this podcast so far? Hold on just a minute. 30 minutes. 30 minutes. All right, good. Because, you know, once I get to 38, 40 minutes, I get tired. <laughs> I, I, I think I think deeply when I'm in here in the studio. I've noticed that, Mike. <clears throat> Pelham, Pelham Island studio. You know, we're not in the Buster Rhymes Island. We're in Pelham Island. That's right. You guys really want to go to Buster Rhymes Island? Yeah, I'll go with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has come out and said that uh, LeBron is a is a jerk. Uh, uh, well, he didn't. He he said <laughs> he didn't say that. No, but he in so many words he did because yeah. LeBron did that stupid dance. You know, LeBron's, the big ball dance. Yeah. And Kareem says, goats don't dance. <laughs> you know, and it was really well. I thought that, that kind of summed it up really, really Nice well. way to say it. He's yeah. a former Laker, you know, legend. And, and here's LeBron making an asshole of himself. <laughs> and not just with the thing he did with kicking his people out of the... Uh, he did that whole, you know, uh, lamp lamp basting of, of, of Rittenhouse. Yep. Oh, those are fake tears. I didn't see any tears, you faker. You know, the 18-year-old kid who got... You know, he's going through this trauma, and and LeBron's tweeting to his nine thirty billion thirty million followers what an asshole Rittenhouse is, which is totally unnecessary. I mean, get your nose out of the out of that. You don't know anything, LeBron. You don't know anything. So, Rittenhouse came out with a statement saying he used to be a LeBron James fan, Laker fan, but now he says fuck LeBron James. <laughs> That's what the kid said. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Because anyway, but but I thought it was interesting that Kareem, of all people, would be the one crapping on LeBron. But, you know, we've all been seeing this for a while. LeBron James has deteriorated into a uh, world global hero to kind of like, you know, no, no one ever talks about, oh, well, what, LeBron, what about the slavery going on in China where you make a lot of your money from your NBA connection? He doesn't want to deal with that. He gets angry. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, he says you better educate yourself on the situation. Yeah. Who, is that, who said that? Uh, that was LeBron years ago when Daryl Morey had talked about the like free Hong Kong oh, situation. Oh, yeah, right. Okay, I thought you were talking about Rittenhouse again. He's gonna have his own. He's gonna have his own podcast. That kid. <laughs> he is. It's gonna suck. <laughs> it's gonna be called. This is episode AR fifteen. Now, I have. Okay, did I do that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that. you did. Did I do that? Yeah, you just, okay. I did all this. Just, just now, did you did. Yeah, yeah, you oh, did. here's what I heard today too that really was troubling. What is it? The numbers are in on the remote learning. Remote learning has reduced uh, the uh, adept adeptitude. So you're basically homeschooling or well, just no? Uh, well, they remember the, during the 2020 virtual class, everybody was doing this at home. Yep. They're down 14 percent in the math. The math numbers. Mm -hmm. They're down seven percent in uh, reading and understanding. Yep. So a 14 percent dip in, in math. Seven percent in uh, you know English or whatever. I'll just drop in the scores between the one year to the to the remote learning year. Yep. How pathetic is that? Meanwhile, that's a, that's huge damage. Meanwhile, the China kids, the kids over there, are just totally on point with math, science, uh, physical fitness, all sorts of stuff. They're they're getting the primo uh, indoctrination right now, but they're strong and they compared to what. It's very troubling. Now, I got a son who's 11, a son who's 15. They, they lost a year of school, basically, yep, yep. where everything just dropped. Over what? COVID? I, you know, I. And now they got the new strain of COVID that's coming out. And they're saying, well, it's not that bad. It's like a cold. That's what some of these people are saying. It's and then like the government will severe. say, the government will say, oh, no, no, no. We're going to try to avoid more death. More death. Do you know anybody that's had uh, an unusual amount of colds? Lately, I, I don't know anyone who's even had a cold. I've had one in the last three years. The flu seems to be gone again this year. The flu is gone. Yeah. You know, how about you, Ben? No, Maybe. nobody. So that's something else to say about something. And I don't know what it's saying. It's saying well, when you wear a mask, you're not going to catch a cold. Well, yeah. <laughs> you're also not going to be happy. <clears throat> I was going to do a song today. Oh, I, let, me, let me get to this first. I got this. What is it, Mike? I got to get this off my chest. Uh oh. 
Leah Thomas. Have you ever heard of her? Leah Thomas. No. Leah Thomas is a swimmer at the University of Pennsylvania. <laughs> God, did you hear about this? I, I did hear about this. This really troubles me. Ivy League. She's broken every single record for women's swimming. Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas, yeah. UPenn swimmer. She's broken by by a lot. Busted every record in the swim team wow. for the women. But she's, she's like a female she's Michael a, Phelps. She's a man. That's oh. why she's a man. She's a trans uh, situation. Uh-huh. She looks like Michael Phelps. She's about as tall as Michael Phelps. She's built like him. Mm-hmm. Very, very muscular. She. I say she. I'm being kind here. She's she's a guy. Breaking all the women's... I would think larger muscles would make that person stronger and able to swim faster. Now the permanent records of all the people that came before him, her, it, she... I don't know which pronoun to use when it's a situation that's in flux. (laughs) So I will just say this. All the people that broke the records and held the school records prior to this swimmer coming along and doing a sex change and becoming a female swimmer are heartbroken because they're they worked very hard to break those records. Yep. And they were in the permanent uh, you know, dockets of the school is oh, okay, this is the all time, you know. And no one that ever comes along is going to be able to beat these records. Because this was a uh, she she he was a swimmer on the men's swim team and then had the the operation or whatever. Same body went over and did this thing on the girls team. Why what who thinks that's an equitable situation? When he was on the men's team, was he a champion no. swimmer? No, he was yeah. okay. Yeah. He was on the team, but he wasn't a record breaker. Oh. Not till he switched over, and now he's breaking all the records. You know, how, is he really? She is she really proud of herself? I feel really bad for the biological women. They, they <sighs> they're just athletes, and they've trained so hard. And you know, these are the same people who say science science rules these these issues. Well, you know, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's oh. not about science. Nothing to do with science. Anybody agree with me? I do. I don't. I, don't, I just don't think it's right. It's an unfair advantage. Oh, I, you know, I'm mean, honest to God. Until I am actually president, I can't. There's nothing I can do about these things. I'm sorry. My hands are tied. You've got my vote, though, Mike. My hands are tied. Until I'm actually elected president, Ben will not vote for you. <laughs> now I'm in my late sixties. Let's see. I'll be in my late sixties in February. Oh, you're a young man. <laughs> I can still go. I can go 10, well, Biden's 79, right? I could be elected at 72. You could do it. Meanwhile, Chuck, I was going to do a Chuck Berry tune tonight. Yeah. Uh, I decided I'm going to do it next week because it's more, it's a Christmas tune. Oh. So I'm not going to do it this week. But I, while I was doing my research on Chuck Berry's tune. Yes. I found out a lot about Chuck Berry that I didn't know. You know, he's dead, right? Yes. Yes. So you have a story for us right now about Chuck Berry? Yeah. He was 90 when he died a few years ago, a couple years ago. In 1987, Chuck Berry was charged with assaulting a woman at New York's Gramercy Park Hotel. What's the matter? I know the story. He was accused of causing lacerations of the mouth, requiring five stitches, two loose teeth, and contusions of the face. So, uh, he pleaded guilty. Yep. Paid a $250 fine. 1990, he was sued by several women who claimed that he had installed a video camera in the bathroom of his restaurant. Barry claimed that he had had the camera installed to catch a worker who was suspected of stealing. (laughs) It was in a women's stall, but... (laughs) Although his guilt was never proven in court, 
Barry opted for a class action settlement. One of his biographers, Bruce Pegg, estimated that with the 59 women in the class action suit, said, claimed they were filmed in the bathroom. Yep. It cost Barry over $1.2 million plus legal fees. Wow. Ooh. His lawyer said he'd been the victim of a conspiracy to profit from his wealth. During this time, Barry began using Wayne T. Schoenberg as his legal, legal counsel. Reportedly, police raid on his house found intimate videotapes of women, one of whom was a minor. Chuck Berry's tapes. Well, maybe that guy installed the video camera in the, in the lady's bathroom. Are you working for his counsel now? That's... Is that what you're doing? <laughs> He's dead now. It's okay. Raise reasonable doubt. <laughs> That's right. It's dead. And I understand he was buried with, what, was, what did he call his guitar? Lucille? No, no, no that's that, that, Yeah. What, what did he call? Maybelline. It's a, cher- a cherry red uh, hollow body guitar that Chuck Berry used. Mm. He was bar- That was buried in his coffin with him, along with seven other girls he brought across state lines. <laughs> <laughs> They're all buried with him, too. Isn't that kind of dark? Did you know anything about that? No. The Chuck Berry stuff? No. I knew a little bit, especially the bathroom stuff. It's just so creepy. It is. So creepy. It, it really is. And I, so I, nonetheless, I will, I will make sure that Joe and Jerry do uh, uh, run, run Rudolph next week. But for now, we have something special for you, reflecting kind of the mood of wintertime on the Planet Mikey podcast. Yes! become of me while I looked around for my possibilities I was so hard to please but look around Joe the leaves are brown Joe and the sky is a hazy shade of winter hear the Salvation Army band troop down at Shaw's down by the riverside Bound to be a better ride than what you've got planned. Carry your cup in your hand, whatever that means. And look around. Leaves are brown now. And the sky is a hazy shade of winter. Hang on to your hopes, my friend. Well, that's an easy thing to say, but if your hopes should pass away, simply pretend, Joe, that you can build them again. Look around, the grass is high, so it's true. I'm in the springtime of my life. Ah, seasons change with the scenery. Waving time in a tapestry. Won't you stop and remember me? At any convenient time, it's funny how my memory slips while looking over manuscripts of unpublished rhyme, Joe. Drinking my vodka and lime. At Sean's, I look around. Leaves are brown now. And the sky is a hazy shade of winter. Look around. Leaves are brown. There's a patch of snow on the ground. Look around. Leaves are brown. There's a patch of yellow snow over there on the ground, Joe. It's great, true. Yellow snow. Like dog piss. 